You're having a threesome with Jennifer Golden, Lauren Leonelli, and Rob Evers. And now, it's complicated. Hello, Master Daters. Welcome back for another episode of It's Complicated. The struggle is real when you're dating in the city. I'm Jen. And I'm not Jen. And I am Rob. So you know how you ask your friends where you should take your first date? What on earth this text means? And if it's okay to post a certain pic on the socials? Well, that's what we call your village, and we think you can't date or relate without them. Welcome to our village, and you should be pumped to be here because we are bringing you expert guests who are filled with all the answers that will take some of the guessing out of the game. Make sure you subscribe and share our podcast with your friends so we can help the village grow even bigger. You can find us at It's Complicated Podcast wherever you get your pods, and don't forget to tell a friend. You should share that with your partner. Wait. Don't say too much, though. How confusing is communication, guys? There are so many layers and so many scenarios that make knowing what to say and what not to say so complex. Have you guys ever not discussed something in a relationship that came back and reared its ugly head later on? Or on the flip side, have you ever brought up a subject that you feel like might have divulged too much info and got you into trouble? I... Hmm feel like sometimes I'm an oversharer. So while I'm not thinking of something specific that I've said too much, like divulge too much, I know there are times where I have just in general divulged too much. And then I'm like, uh, actually, no, I take that back. I told this guy, (laughs) I told this guy in my acting class that I had like liked him basically and i like don't know why i did that but i divulged too much information i should that's what have- acting class is for acting classes acting class in la is not like come and do learn how to be in the craft acting class is like let me meet people to fuck basically because but you're not learning I anything in these like acting classes seriously in love with this guy and i don't know why like i can't explain it still to this day he doesn't look like my type. There it was, was the no, thrill of acting class. He probably no, did some scene that would from like it was hot a in weird, Cleveland. It was a weird, weird attraction that I still cannot explain this day. And I still to this day, like if I saw him, I would never leave James for anybody in the universe. But if I saw this guy, I'd get like flustered. <laughs> still I, I well do, that's probably something you don't want to tell james because that would yes. be oversharing. no i know it would be but, oversharing yes i did to overshare with him in the moment like i thought it was something he needed to know but then like i just don't think it was the right thing to do no i think that's fine i think if you're telling somebody you like them i think it's fine do you know I what i mean trying to be authentic to how i really felt which i think is like the key to everything here but you got to try to just be true to yourself but for whatever reason i just felt like it was the wrong time it was not the right time bad timing well we're talking more about being in a relationship right we're talking about what to say and what not to say before like you get married or like what you yeah. share or don't share with like your partner so this like is just partner, some random yeah. dude at an acting class well, who wasn't cares random we had like a thing and then i sort of said that and this thing and then it like stopped the thing from continuing i think but it have you ever shared with james um i probably have but he's kind of also an oversharer sometimes too so i think like it didn't put we didn't get put off by it but i can't think of something so specific that like it was a problem. Well, he was, he had a girlfriend before that he had a, your, your stepdaughter with, right? Yes. That, so that, yeah. In that relationship, did he overshare about his relationship with her that might have bothered you? 
Does no, he say too much all. about that? That like, kind of like, you're like, I don't need to know that about your relationship. No, I did need to know a lot about their relationship because of, um, he actually was very careful to not say too much about his relationship with his, um, the mother of his daughter, because, you know, there was like a connection there that you can't, even if you don't get along or do get along, like you have to respect that connection. So he didn't want to like, um, put any prejudgment like ideas in my mind. So while he could have said a bunch of good things or not good things, like while you could do that, you don't like he kept it to himself because he didn't want me to feel a certain way before I had a chance to feel my own way. Well, that was really strategic of him. I did something that was an overshare and told Taz about a celebrity I had slept with in the past. Thought it was something he should know. The reason I told him was because I didn't want him to find out like later on in our relationship and be like, what? Why would you have never told me that? And why am I finding out now? Like I'm the last one to know. How did it come up? Were you watching a movie that he was in or something? Because there's different ways for it to come up, right? Like if he still hangs, if this celebrity still hangs out in your in your friend group, and then you were like, uh, just so you know, we might be running into this guy and I fucked him. Or is it like you were watching a movie, like I had sex with him. You know no, what I mean? Like, like while you're eating popcorn. The guy Dan's talking about isn't in movies, so. Whatever, whatever, whatever. The example I'm using. Like, was it was it out of like vanity and, and bragging or was it out of like, this is something you need to know because we might see him? It was truly not about seeing him, but something I, I really and truly felt like what I just said. I didn't want him to find out later and be like, why didn't you tell me? So I was just like, hey, so I have something that I haven't told you yet. And literally, we were just in the kitchen hanging out, doing our thing, told him that. And he was like, oh, okay, thanks for sharing. And it was definitely yeah, that's awkward. Random. It was random out of context for you, but we had been talking about things like that, like the things we both want to know about each other so we don't feel like the dumb one in the room. I've also told him about like friends that I've hooked up with and things so that like if we do see them, he's not the only person in the room who doesn't know. Okay, well, so then what you said is not weird. Exactly, except that it was kind of out of left field at the time, but it was weird. I had a continuation of a previous conversation. Either way, it was definitely awkward. Should I have told him? I don't know. Am I glad that he knows now? I don't know. But anyway, Rob, what have you said to somebody that maybe you should or should not have said? I don't know if I have, to be honest. Like, I'm trying to think about it. I just, I don't think that, (laughs) I think it's more like, yeah, like sexual stuff with past partners that bothers me with other people, like telling me stuff, right? What do you mean by that? I mean, like if I find out that my girlfriend has sent nudes to her ex boyfriend or something like that, do you know what I mean? Or like, you don't like want to hear about past sexual, like, I don't want to hear about past sexual anything. Like, I know you dated him. I know what that means. I'm an adult. I know what you guys were doing. So I don't need, also, I don't need to know that this dude's out there with fucking pictures of you naked on his phone or on his computer or whatever tape you guys tell me stories about like chicks that he did sex with in college because it's funny to me. Yeah, I mean, college is college, right? No, but like, for, yeah, but like, I, yeah, I'm like, like for example, I've hooked up with with celebrities also, or people that are, are on TV or in whatever. But like, they don't need to. If I dated them, then I would say this is who I've dated before, just so you know, right? Ex girlfriend or whatever. If it came up in conversation, but like, if I've hooked up with people, you don't need to know that. 
like unless it unless they walk into a room and it's weird and they say hi and you yeah. ask then i will get tell you the information but i'm not going to be like fucked her but i don't even fucked think her. you need to, i don't even think you need to if you've dated the person like i dated somebody who is a famous person for like a couple months. And I, I mean, I wouldn't even call it dating. I have a really hard time saying even that because I'm very private about it. And I don't feel like I need to, it's any different than if I just did sex with this person one time. Right. I, I think I it's different really also it, because like, well, there's another world out there now. Right. So this whole social media thing is like, if somebody follows you, and then they DM you every once in a while, or like you're like you know phones are a big thing. Who are you texting? Who are you DMing? Who's commenting on your you're thing? A lot closer oh. to people than you once were. Like you, right when so, when you yeah exactly, and and that can go for anything. It could be it could be for ex relatives or ex relatives, but like relatives you don't talk to anymore. It could be for you know uh, companies you worked for or whatever you know po- politics, anything like that. People can comment on on your social media now, or like, what do you follow, or any of that stuff, right? Yeah, so it but, makes it the conversation to come up a lot easier. Yeah, because you're more accessible, and people do reach out all the time. I actually had a guy that I was, was like dating a million years ago reach out to me and say that he missed me, and like, when am I coming to Miami? I'm like, what? Like, lose my yeah. number. It's been so long, and like, why are you even still reaching and, out? And like, see, is that something that you need to tell? your partner. Let's get into that a little bit more guys. Cause like to speaking of Instagram and stuff, right. We're like mindlessly scrolling through the gram or even TikTok. in Rob's case. <laughs> it's a guilty pleasure. We all partake in, but sometimes we stumble upon like actual educational or thought provoking posts. So it's not just mindless scrolling sometimes, but recently we were on the gram and we found some posts. We all like send each other things on Instagram. So we'll like send each other cute, funny memes. We have our own little like uh, thruple things that have to do with relationships and funny things. So we found a couple of posts that like really kind of caught our eye. Right. And they were regarding like communication with your partner and, you know, getting confused about all the rules of like what to say and what not to say and all that. So we definitely all agree that it's a super complex, confusing topic for us and a lot of people. And we really want to make sense of this mayhem for us and for all of you. So um, we're going to dive into these lists that we found on, on Instagram. And we're going to discuss things that you are supposed to talk about with your partner before you get married, according to this list. And then a list of things that you're not supposed to tell your partner, according to another list we found, and why we think these tips are relevant or not, and what we think, at the end of the day, is the golden rule for a healthy communication. What to say and what not to say. That is the question in relationships. It's what we were just talking about when you, like, when your brain is something sitting at the edge of your tongue and the edge of your brain and you're like Jen and you're just making pasta and putting the pesto in the pan and then your boy's just fucking cutting up some onions and you're like, by the way, I fucked all of Metallica. Just thought you should know, you know, he's going to be like, that's something. Yeah. That's something that you should probably not say, but we're going to help you go through this list now of what to and what not to. So yeah, we have a little list. Jen, you want to lead us into this? 
While we all want to believe love is enough, turns out there's more to making a relationship go the distance. These are the things to discuss before you get married. Number one, you got to discuss bills, both of your credit, any debt you have, and financial expectations for each other and you as a couple, right? That's a big thing on um, Buried at First Sight now this season <laughs> in San Diego. Is that like you had- on TikTok? No, this is Married at First Sight, my other TikTok. So this one guy is just fucking obsessed with being financially sound, which is understandable, but he's like obsessed about it. Like turn off your blender and unplug all the things before you go to bed and don't turn on the light from this time to this time, like that kind of shit. Oh my gosh. And erotic about it. And the girl that he got matched up with went to school, God forbid, you know, and she has student debt. Well, not anymore. She doesn't have that anymore. Well, she probably will, but you know, she, uh, it's been a point of contention for the two of them. I don't, I have student loan debt. I can pay it off if I want to. It hasn't been the forefront thing in my mind, but I wonder how big is it for people still? Because, because I think it was big before in like previous generations because not our parents didn't really have it that bad. And then it was really, really bad. But now I feel like everybody you meet has student debt, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I have it. And I think this particular bullet is really important to both me and Taz. We've been talking a lot about this stuff um, because we're like older and we want certain things in our lives and you have to get through certain like debt and credit things to have those things. Um, so like if we want to get a house or this guy wants a boat, <laughs> so all of these things cost money. And I, you know, I think I also watched my parents fight about money and I never want to fight about money. So it's a really important thing for me in particular. Um, and he also has that like whole man thing where he wants to be able to provide and all that jazz. So we talk about it pre- uh, pretty frequently, actually. Really? That's interesting. Mm-hmm. What about you, Lauren, when you were uh, getting married? Was it a big thing? Because I, I went to the same school as James. I know he yeah. has debt. You know, <laughs> that shit was expensive. Yeah, he um, does not have student debt, actually. Oh. Um, but that was just his particular situation. But um, I, or maybe he did, but it's a, he didn't. He doesn't have it currently. Um, okay. But yes, Syracuse is not a cheap place to get your education, which is the first problem with this whole thing anyway. It should not be that expensive, but that's neither here nor there. I, we did not discuss like debt and bills. I mean, like it, we did, but not, we didn't like sit down and be like, let's discuss bills today. Like we discussed it when it came up. Like when I moved in with him, we discussed like what, who does what, like, should I, I would like to contribute here. Like I would like to, you know, we just, like did that kind of thing. Or when we bought a house, we discussed like what made sense for a down payment and what Mm -hmm. made sense for any renovations that we were going to do. So uh, financial expectations. I mean, I don't think we really ever had that discussion because those change too. So like, I think also that if you have like a big difference in people's financial expect like abundance at the time. Right. So like if somebody has a job that makes $200,000 a year and then somebody else is a waitress or a bartender, you know, making 30, 40, $50,000 a year and you're coming together, that's probably going to be a big issue that you guys are going to have to talk about if you're going to try and get married because it's not going to be an equal situation. I think that what is smart is that people should 
whatever you have, whatever assets you have, like you should have that all squared away for yourself personally. So like before I met James, I had a trust and a will and everything that I owned or was in my, it could be very little or a lot, it doesn't really matter the amount, but you should take care of that. And have that all set up. Just like bills and credit and debt and financial expectations. It's kind of a duh, right? You got to talk yeah, about that. I think it's That's a kind duh. of a duh. Yes, yeah, it's For a duh. Sure. If you talk about it, it prevents resentment later on in terms of who's yeah. contributing. And there's no surprises. Exactly. Right. There's no surprises. But now, what about parenting styles, Lauren? And what beliefs will be instilled in your children? Did you guys have that chat? No, we didn't actually. And that's really funny because James was a parent when I met him. So, and I knew I wanted kids. So I, we didn't talk about that. It would have been smart to do it. James and I are very different people, like with just our like general beings. So like, obviously we're going to probably parent different and I think it's fine to to parent differently because obviously one person was like stronger in some areas where the other person isn't. And like you blend those skills together to make like a beautiful salad of parenting, if you will. But like, I don't know why we didn't talk about that. I mean, I think again, it comes up now that we have kids like, Hey, I read this thing and I think we should try this. And we align, but it, we are very different, I think. And it's also like more layered with blended families too, because I have a stepdaughter and so he parents her or had been parenting her a certain way until I met him. And then I kind of have to find my way into that like parenting style, even if it's different from mine. So I think it's definitely should be talked about, but we did not talk about it. I, I agree. That's, that's also a duh. Right. Because yeah. if you're going to start raising somebody together, you need to talk about it. Right. You need to say, I mean, what if somebody's into like spanking and yeah. you're just like way against it? Do you know what I mean? Or what if somebody's into like the timeout in the corner and somebody's like, I don't say no to my child. I'm not, I'm not marrying somebody who's a, I don't say no to my child person. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it's I like only that. positive reinforcements. Like go over there and positive reinforce yourself forever. I, like good for you. But this kid's going to learn the right and wrong. You know what I mean? That there is right and right and wrong. Absolutely. I actually like grew up knowing that I needed to talk about religion just because I saw my family who had like mixed relationships as far as religion goes have issues because the kids would like be confused as to what they were and where, you know, they went to Saturday school and Sunday school. They did every holiday. Right. And when the parents got divorced, they had to like pick a religion or like who to go to for what holiday. It was like a whole thing. So I always knew at least having that conversation would be important. Now, would you talk about religion and your political views with somebody before getting married? Where do you stand on that, Rob? I think you need to talk about political views before you start dating. Like, <laughs> I think it's going to be hard to even be in today. Look, everything five years or, or seven, eight years ago was different. You know, it was like you could be a Republican and be just be fiscally Republican. And then you could be, you know, consciously liberal or whatever it was. And you could be like, well, I agree with this and I like this and I need money here and I need this here and I need freedom here. And it's like, fine. Now it's so divided that like, if you say you're Republican to me and I'm dating you, like it's, it's, there's going to be me questioning things about you right away and maybe vice versa. So you want to find somebody on that that's at least on the same like mindset to even start dating, let alone fucking marriage. And as far as religion goes, 
I mean, that's just going it, to, it's going to, that's just going to come down to individual people, right? Because it's going to be like, how into Judaism are you? How into Christianity are you? How Buddhist are you? What religion is Taz? Uh, Nothing, I guess, nothing that he cares to focus on. And he's psyched to celebrate the Jewish holidays with me. And see, that's what I mean. Like if somebody's way into something and you're very Jewish, right. And you like celebrate, I know I'm just, I'm using, I'm not saying you, I'm just saying as an example, but like you need to celebrate Hanukkah and you need to, you know, do Seder and all that other stuff. And the other person's like, I don't care. Then great. But if one person's like, Jesus died for our sins and you're fucking turning off the lights on Saturday. Like it's going to be a fucking problem. <laughs> right. Those two things do not match. Um, yeah. So I think in our case, it really works out. And I've always wanted somebody who was not extreme for that very reason, because I'm not extreme, but like, I still like to do the holidays and I'll do all the holidays. Yours, mine, ours, theirs, who cares? I love them. They're a good time. So it works so out. Duh. Right. Religion's a duh. Religion oh, and I politics am- is a duh. It's a duh yeah. now, especially. Even but, okay. though, don't get confused. People say, don't talk about religion and politics when you're on dates. But this is like when you're getting a little bit more into it. You definitely need to address it. Well, yeah. people put it even in their dating profile. So I think now it's kind of one of those things that are like, do you want a relationship or are you here for fun? Are you into Trump or are you here for fun? You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's well, I think this don't talk religion was like, don't talk religion and politics at Thanksgiving dinner when you're family is up from South Florida, right? You know what I mean? Like enjoy Turkey. Don't bring that shit up. Just enjoy the fucking Turkey. Speaking of family, how to deal with family that's on this list. And, you know, I think that is definitely something that you should maybe have a quick conversation about before, if there's something that someone needs to know, like before they're being introduced or going to a family function. I don't know that it's like that big of a deal unless there's a massive deal you need to tell. But for the most average person who just has like maybe the weird uncle or like the annoying sister or something just kind of like whatever. Yeah. I would like maybe say, Hey, uncle Phil isn't allowed around schools just so you know, he won't be picking, he won't be picking anybody up, but on married at, at married at first sight again, the same couple on him had married at first sight. The guy that was financial, his the girl who had the debt also isn't close to her father. And he's very family oriented, right? So he thinks there's something wrong with her because he's like, you're not trying hard enough. Family is the most important thing. You need to try harder to be close to your dad. And she's like, go fuck yourself. You don't know what our relationship is. That makes sense to me. I think if you have very different opinions of the importance of family, then you probably won't see eye to eye unless one person's not close to theirs and is excited about somebody else being close to theirs and can just, you know, adopt their family as their own. But if one person doesn't find value in family and is like, uh, screw your family at Christmas, I want to go to Hawaii, let's go do that instead. And the other person's like, I do every holiday with my family, uh, so you have to come or like fuck right off. So I think those... That, that again, the extremes that are probably going to be the problem, but you got to talk about it to even know there is an extreme. Okay. Childhood traumas is also on this list. And I'm just going to interject and say, whilst I understand that childhood traumas are a real thing, I also feel like that's such a fucking trendy thing to say right now that I just think it's like, what are we going to like sit down over a romantic spaghetti dinner and talk about childhood traumas? Like, if you're just, if you're dating Jen, you are anything's possible in the kitchen. Oh yeah, we talk about it. We don't 
we don't make like a plan in our calendar, surprise, surprise, to actually sit and talk about our childhood traumas. No, it's just whatever comes up in the cards, right? Exactly. The cards help us. But also, I think we talk about anything that triggers us. And sometimes it does involve childhood stuff or like family. Really, It's kind of like it all melds together, like catching up on each other's history and navigating this relationship so we don't like trigger each other or things that like... I don't know, my relationship with my parents is not so great, you know, the whole way through. So that does come up. And I think it helps that he knows because then he can be there for me in a better way instead of, isn't that the whole point of being a partnership anyway, too, is that you can like have somebody there that's like got your back. But I think like yeah. like Jen and I were talking about yesterday or yesterday, last episode that like we watched our parents fight, you know, a lot. So that's how I know how to communicate sometimes. So like that's something traumatic that I could, you know, I'm quote air quoting, but that's yeah. something traumatic that I could talk about is like, yeah, my dad was pretty fucked up. He was pretty crazy. He treated me like shit. You know what I mean? So now I have trust issues with people. Then they say they love me, you know, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Or I, I in my it. case, I watched them fight about money and now I'm like, okay, we got to talk about money. And the reason we have to talk about money is the childhood trauma. Yeah. yeah, they all start blending together this list. Um, but we don't about- need to talk about Uncle Phil who can't pick us up from school because he's not allowed right. around schools. No, definitely like, We don't not. need to talk about that shit. What about your family health history? Like, does somebody in your family have something that they're going to, you know, catch at some point and die from at an early age? I think, when, that's when you, I think that comes in when you start having kids. Like, you're like, yeah. oh, yeah, my dad did have diabetes and, you know, heart issues. But I don't. I, I think all of these things come up when the thing that it is directly related to is like approaching. So like, while I don't know if you want to really like sit again, I just can't imagine like, I don't think that James and I ever sat down and was like, what's your family health history? Like, that's not as to say that this is what we're suggesting you do. I think they come up when it starts to matter. Like, hey, we're having kids. I mean, you can do genetic testing and do all of those, you know, so maybe it would come up then when you're like doing all the tests for the 200 chromosomal issues that could come up and who's a carrier for this and whatever. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you fill out paperwork and talk about family health history. It could come into the play like too, if you're like, Hey, anxiety runs in my family and I'm kind of an anxious person. Like maybe they're like, it would work to casually or not so casually bring that up. If there's an yeah. argument or you get worried about something you could say like, yeah, like I, I could say something like that. But otherwise, right. like the other stuff, yeah, like if you're having kids and stuff, it's definitely going to be part, like a subject that will get broached at that, like, moment. Jen? I think I wrote this list, <laughs> but uh, I definitely said something to task. I didn't wait this long to find somebody and then them abruptly die. So one, I need you to get rid of this motorcycle nonsense. We don't need that oh, in our Jesus. You're already and nagging so- him? I'm not nagging him. You just told me to get rid of his motorcycle. I don't nag him about it. I said it once. I don't have to repeat myself. Oh my no, God. she didn't nag. She just demanded that he do the thing that she wants him and to do. And he better listen or is there's going to be more or of it. I told him I would happily help list it on Facebook Marketplace. Oh, my God. This poor guy. He can careful, feel the hands careful. around his neck. So you don't want him on a motorcycle. And Next. Health you stuff, want to make sure he is like, like, listen, he could walk out of your front door exactly. with your dog and get hit by a fucking bus. Don't even talk to me about that. I can't even handle wrapping my head around it. I also am triggered by having lost my dad. And I don't know, Rob, if this is something for you as well with your no, parents. No, people but- die. It, it happens. Okay. You know, so for me, 
my dad died younger than he needed to die. Um, mm-hmm. and it could have been prevented. So for me, if there are things that can be done in advance to prevent losing another person in my life earlier than I should, I try my hardest to do that thing in okay. some way. I understand that. I understand if somebody was like, if you were like colon cancer runs in my family. Okay. Right. Well, now we're going to go get you checked regularly. You know, or myeloma, or whatever. Like, you know, like the all right, skin cancer. Well, whatever it is. Well, now we'll go get you checked regularly. But I don't think it's need to be like. I don't think Taz needs to come to you and be like, just so you know, colon cancer runs in my family. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? And then, but I don't think he needs to like discuss that personal shit with you unless it becomes something. Clearly, everyone's like, doesn't want their partner to go before. And especially when you have kids, you definitely like, trust me, speaking about death and stuff like, and health history, all that shit is so much different once you have kids too. throw that into the mix. And then you start worrying about what happens if something happens to me, what's going to happen to my kids, I'm not going to be there to raise my kids, I'm not going to see them grow up. What about what do you want to know? In advance of having kids, potentially. No, but I, I don't think but if, listen, if, if has somebody to, ha- has yeah. something in their family that yes. might cause them to not live a very long life, would you want to know that before you have kids so you can make a decision? Well, if- I think that's what Lauren is getting at. Like until I'm that saying- comes, until that comes up, like the girl, yeah. the girl that I was talking about, maybe having a child with who is a lesbian, and I was maybe talking about that before. Yeah. She, you know, she has MS. So like that was something that came up. And if I have the chromosome for that and never knew it, I had to get tested for it. Because if I did, then it would mo- almost guarantee that our kid would probably have. Oh, it. yeah. You can't mess you know around I mean? with that kind of stuff. Yeah. No. So like that kind of stuff. Yes. But I don't like I said, and I think what Lauren's saying is like nobody wants anybody to die. And I, but I don't think you need to make it a, such an important thing where you're like checking their fucking blood while they're sleeping. It's a scary thought for everybody. Like, and when you, and then there's other layers, like if you have kids or if you have some other trigger from your past, like it's all, that would be my trigger. Like I have kids now. And so it's terrifying for me to think that one of us might not be there, but I will say this about that is that if James had come to me and said, colon cancer runs in my family, I would not I don't think I would realistically be like, yeah, I can't, I can't continue this path with you. Like if I'm in love with you, I'm in love with you. Like I would then not probably not, not have kids with him. I wouldn't be like, no. Yeah. You're just, you're you're not putting up walls because of something that's potentially. I don't know that I would realistically do that. Like if you met somebody that you were like in love with Rob and or Jen, if Taz was like this thing runs in my family, you wouldn't be like, "Mm, no, but she would, she would be extra. No, you, would, you, might worry, <laughs> you might worry or whatever, but it probably wouldn't change. My point is it probably wouldn't change your path. No, like, okay. the worry this clock is- would start at that point though and continue on. And I'd probably be like, uh, have we been to the doctor lately? And be Okay. Really Speaking young. of continuing on, there's more on this list and then we got to get to the what not to do list. So the next two are next three are bucket list, dream home and careers and education. I think bucket list and dream home yeah, who cares? I mean, I mean, I understand yeah. bucket list, but that's fun stuff to talk about, right? That's totally. not necessarily what you need to. It's like I want to go to Nepal one day and hang out with monks. You know what I mean? Or I want to jump out of an airplane, or I want to, you know, travel to South Africa and do a safari. That's fun shit. That shit you get to talk about. You know, dream home. 
yeah. Dream home I put in that too because it's like you talk about that stuff when you're first starting a date. Like I would love to buy the little people big world house on in Oregon's on the farm and live and have my kids run around. Roll off farms. I want to buy roll off farms. Yeah, it's for sale for four million dollars right now. It's for sale. You are hilarious. It's a beautiful farm. It's beautiful. How I would love for my kids to be able to just go run and do this shit and like hang out and. I also, agree. I love that show. On. So, I do too. but like, but like, dream home is something that you talk about. That's fun. Careers and education, I think that comes up in the beginning. You got to know what your person's career is, and then education has to come up where you're getting to know somebody. Yeah, right? like you talk about like where you went to college, and like I mean, unless short of like you're judging somebody for like not going to college or whatever, like I otherwise I think. Or you could just- be judging somebody for where they work, right? So I have a friend that works at Fox News, and you, sometimes when she says that, people are like, "Wait, what?" And she does like social media, and she's not that way at all. But like she has, she's in she's in social media, and she works. She got a job at Fox News, so she does their media, you know. And she's a very nice person, but some people might be like, no, you work for the fucking devil. I can't be in this relationship. You know, like that's where it could go the other way for a career, but then you're going to learn that. Career stuff too. Like what if you start dating somebody and you're like this high profile somebody or something, and then you never tell them that you have secret desires to quit everything you were doing and go become like a horseback jockey horseback and- jockey hey by the I way jen those people make if successful a lot of money but are where, where else on the horse do jockeys go though that's what i, I want to know. know is there another part of the horse Was where jo- a horse stomach jockey this is sports i don't relate but oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay so- what right. if then they ha- quit their job mid relationship they have they to go back to school they go back to school for horseback jockeying. They mm-hmm. shrink because they have to become short. And they're this mm-hmm. person you never intended to be with in the first place. And they change careers and they're now a carny. Like, oh. we just don't know, you know? That's, you yeah, that, know? Is, that is scary. That's a great point, Jen. Like, if all of a sudden this person's just going to quit their job that they make, like, they're the breadwinner and then they want to just become a painter. And you're like, excuse me? <laughs> But that's unconditional love, right? So I don't know. Do you bring that up right away? Do you wait until you're in the relationship with somebody? I say don't bring that up because you don't know if it's going to happen. You don't know if it's something that is a pipe dream. You don't know if the technology will be there for you to be shrunk so that you can be a horseback horseback jockey. Okay. Okay. So let's go on to the next stuff. This is what you... Like now that we've you know talked about what we you, we think you should discuss and when to discuss these things and what we think is relevant. Now there are seven things. We found a list of seven things that you don't really need to tell your partner. And we're going to go through these quickly and say if we agree that you need to tell them or not. Because some of these I think are questionable. The first one is having a crush or being fleetingly attracted to somebody you know or in the past, Lauren, you met and were, you had yeah. a thing with in acting class. So yeah. is that something you do tell or don't tell? We're saying that you do not really need to tell your partner if you have a crush on someone or you're fleetingly attracted to someone you know, if you know that telling your partner would affect them. First of all, what the fuck does that mean? So now you're trying to tell me that if I have a crush on somebody, I'm not, my partner shouldn't know that thing. Like, 
I mean, I get what they're kind of saying, but like, why are you having a crush on somebody then? I have a crush on a girl right now that I've had a crush on for a long time and everybody knows about it and all my friends know about it. And it's a joke because the girl has had, has a, has a boyfriend for fucking forever, but it's a joke because I'm like overly have a crush on her. Now, it, if I get met somebody tomorrow and she came around all my friends, all my friends know the girl who I have a crush on knows about it. You know, it's like a joke thing, but do I tell her or do I say, uh, probably not. I probably don't do it. And my friends probably aren't going to be like, well, you know, Rob has a crush on so-and-so, you know yeah, what I mean? Like they're probably not going to do that either. She doesn't need to know this joke because now I'm with her. So it doesn't right, matter. You're uncomfortable probably to be around that girl. Yeah, but then it's right. going to be really uncomfortable if it's this outwardly spoken, like overly extra joke about the crush on this person and she's the only one in the room who doesn't know about it then she's gonna be like um but that's the thing that's what i'm saying there's no there's no reason for any of my friends to be like well you know that rob had a crush on so-and-so and and she's you know you know other and and if it doesn't fuck them and be like yeah and then you bring it you don't bring it up to them but if it comes out you can be like you can acknowledge it I mean, you know? i just think it's weird to be having a crush if you're really truly having a crush not like i joke around about our friend's friend being hot. And so does my other friend, Christiana. We're all like, yes. Oh my God. Ed's so hot. What are you talking about? And then we like act all stupid in front of him. Like, but you're oh married. God. Is Christiana married? No. Oh, yes. She's married too. And I joked around about a big Ed before I was married to James and it was an outward joke. Like what you're talking right. about. But I'm talking about like, if you have a real crush on somebody, crush on somebody, I don't not telling your partner. Well, why? Because you shouldn't be having a crush on that person. So why not telling your partner? I mean, that's like saying, no, but your partner just showed up. Your partner knows now your partner is like here. Now you're this is a crush before if or if you have a crush while you're with them. No, that's what it's saying. Having a crush or being fleetingly attracted to somebody, you know, don't tell them. Do Don't not tell them, them unless it comes up. Absolutely fucking not. I think it's ridiculous. I'm not saying you should tell them. I just think this rule is stupid. It's like saying don't don't tell your partner if you're having an affair. Like, yeah, no, because it's so be different. You shouldn't be having a crush, Rob. If you're really in a relationship, you're a fucking you're human a being. You're a human being. Well, you can. You, you, do you want? Let's say you're married. And I think you, it's a stupid rule. Okay, I do I not agree. want my wife to tell me that she has a crush on a friend of mine. That would fucking be devastating, or anybody that we know. Well, would Don't you tell rather me. her just have the crush anyway? Like, yeah, she's if, gonna- if she's going to act on it, then fuck her. She's going to act on it. You know what I mean? If she's not, I don't need to know about it I'm because then I'm going to be jealous of this guy for no reason. He's going to have no idea why I'm fucking jealous of him. And then now there's a rift between a, my girlfriend and I for nothing. I just think this is a stupid rule because. Show. I really don't think you should be actually really truly having a crush on somebody if you're in a committed relationship. It doesn't say, Lauren, it doesn't say don't get a crush. It I'm, says if you have one. Don't tell them. Why don't tell don't them? Because tell you them. shouldn't be having the fucking crush. That's okay. why you don't tell them. That's what I'm Next. saying. It make sense. I see both sides to this. They both make sense. But so maybe the jury's out there or whatever yeah. the saying is. Okay. So what about um, telling the current person you're with about the things you still to this day appreciate about your ex or liked better in your ex? Plus, hello, explicit details of your intimate life with them. We all know, Rob, you are in support of not saying this. Nope. I clearly blew this one and literally. <laughs> <laughs> and... Told Cortez that this thing. Now he's got even more information he didn't need. No, I actually did not do that activity to this person. But 
It was just a really good pun. So uh, I'm going to say that this one has to be right. Cause like, why would you do that unless you want to absolutely hurt and crush the person you're currently with? It's not going to inspire them to be better. It's going to inspire them to hate you and go have an affair. Totally. Yes. I think it's so ridiculous. Don't even. Okay. So that's all. a duh. That's yeah. a duh yeah. one. Yeah. Things that put you off about them that they can't really change. Well, that kind of goes to the like ick factor thing. Yeah. Yeah. But what's that they really can't, I guess for me that we decided the ick factor thing wasn't real with me with my misophenia or whatever it's called because you, they can't stop chewing carrots. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but they can chew with their mouth closed. Or they can go in the other room. Still, right. Yeah, right. I, I get what you're saying. But if they can't right. change something, then there's nothing. Then you need to put, ask yourself if that's a deal breaker or not. And if right. they can't change it and it's not a deal breaker, then it's not worth bringing up. Yeah. And if you're telling them about it and you're saying this bothers me about you, you're just being mean. Again, there's no reason to to purposely hurt somebody like that. Right. Negative things you may hear about them from your family and friends. Yeesh, yes. Mm, yeah. You got to talk about that. You do? Yeah. Okay. But yeah. like, what if it's your family and friends opinion and not really like, what if you have to keep hanging out with your family and friends with your significant other and you know that one of them doesn't really like him for whatever reason, like, you're still going to be around that family or friend. So do you yeah. want to tell them well, and then this, make it awkward? The way it was worded is kind of weird because it's things you may hear about them from your family and friends. So it made me think that like they hear that he's cheating or they hear that he's a thief or they hear that he's quitting it, quit his job and now works at a horseback jockey farm. <laughs> that totally. Those are things that, that like, if you hear fun. that, if you hear that, then you're going to probably say something to them about it. Right. Right. But yeah. if but if they're like that dude sucks, I don't like him. He's a pe like he just rubs me the wrong way. Then you don't need that's something between you and your family. You don't need to tell them about it unless right. it's affecting Christmas or affecting holidays that you all take together or, or vacations or whatever. You can interpret yeah. this bullet point as like one of those times when you're in an argument and you're like, "Will you?" Like you're such a hypocrite. You're always hypocritical. You say one thing and you do another. Even my mom thinks so. <laughs> yeah. My brother said you do that right. all the time. Like yeah. that, maybe don't do that because it's right. like, unless. That, then you feel ganged up. You're ganging yeah. up on him or exactly. her about something. And also, they're never going to want to hang out with said person again, knowing that said person agrees with you about whatever yeah. the hell that they do all the time. Okay. What about negative comments about their body? I mean, come on. That's no, that's just dumb. Dumb. Like, <laughs> that's duh. a duh. Who, when is, the, when do is it. a negative comment about someone's body ever a thing? I mean, that's well, I think that I think that people do say stuff about like people's toes or their feet, you know, or like or stuff like that. But I don't think you're like your hips are huge or yeah, like, I know, I like bigger like, boobs. Maybe. Or I mean, I have a like a distant family member who got her boobs done because she knew that her guy like one cheated on her with a girl with big boobs and then felt insecure. So she went and got her boobs done anyway. That was a thing. But also I dated that guy along like a couple years ago who would say to me all the time, like, why aren't you working out? And I'm like, Oh, so you think I look like shit? Like it was just really like, it's just not nice. It's a duh. You don't say that shit. If you do, you're a dick. That's and then dick. you somebody yeah. should say something about your dick because you're a dick. His, his PP was weird shaped, actually. So hmm. yeah, see, should, should um, it, again, Taz. Good thing you tune in, buddy. Um, what about not believing in their ability to achieve their goals and dreams? I mean, again, that just sounds that like drives me crazy. 
That Why? drives me crazy because that's a that's just a, an unattractive thing to me. So like, I don't know if I would. I did say something. I did say something mean to somebody once about that, but like, it was it was more of like a tough love type thing, if that makes any sense. Because like I I find it so unattractive when somebody's not good at what they want to do, or they or they do. Like I find it very I find it really unattractive. unattractive. I think it's also unattractive if somebody says they want to do something, but take absolutely zero steps toward that thing. So it's like more of a pipe dream than a real goal. And it's like, okay, well, I might dream of being a horseback jockey, a horseback jockey, but I don't like horses and I'm not, well, I guess I am short according to You just never go to the horseback jockey school and take horseback jockey lessons. I do nothing with horses. I live on an island where no horses are. I don't even know a horse. I've never touched a horse. I know nothing. So like, is my dream really of being a horseback jockey? Probably not if I'm not taking any steps and that I can't respect. So it's hard for me to hear somebody constantly talking about something that is not even in the realm of possibility. So this is a no. This is a you should. We should put we, like this is something that we agree we should put on the other list. Well, I think it's to, not. So it, it, you wouldn't say you don't believe in them. Maybe you say, "Have you considered other options?" Yeah. So we would put this on the other list. I think I constructively, yeah, like steering someone in that direction is nice. But it, this is like literally just, I don't believe in you. I don't know if you put that on you as just like, I don't believe in my partner's abilities, or if you're putting it on your partner to be like, I would believe in you, but you talk all this talk and you don't have any action. Well, so this, what I this is saying is like, you do, you do not say something to them. It's on the yeah, do not say you list. You say something about what you believe about them. And is that based on your own beliefs? Like, I don't believe that this person is ever going to become the next Brad Pitt? Or is it like, I don't believe this person is ever going to make it as an actor because they never try, they don't go to class, they don't do it. It's just, it's, is it because your partner is doing things that don't work towards that goal? Or is it just because you literally are like, I just don't believe in you? I mean, right. I think right. if it's, I think if it's, I just don't believe in you, then I think maybe you need to turn inward and say, uh, what's that mean for me? Like, am I really in love with this person? Like, is that right. a deal breaker for me? Like, that is Do an inward question. Them? Yeah, I think it's an inward question more than it is an outward question, unless this person just does unless it's really affecting it. your life. Exactly. Like, unless it's really affecting your life, right. like they just play video games all day instead of going oh to horseback gosh. jockey. School. And this last one goes with kind of the whole family one we brought up, like harmless things that you dislike about their family that don't concern or impact you, your background, your status, your traditions, your specific qualities, any of that. Like, it kind of goes with the other thing about the family, like. It might not just be necessary to talk about family stuff. Families are very complex and there's a lot of different people in them. Like if somebody is really kind of bothering you and it's somebody's uncle or a cousin or a sister or whatever, like if it's a big, huge moral issue, sure. But if it's like a little thing that like doesn't need to be brought up and you can just kind of overlook it when you go to Christmas dinner, then just overlook it. Like, Yeah. If you can't stand to be around the person because I, I dated a girl once who I did not like her dad. And he just rubbed me the wrong way. He was weird, you know, but like he lived in the same city. He lived here. So we hung out with him a lot and it was just, I'm like, I don't, and they'd be like, we're going to dinner with my parents. And I'm like, I don't want to, do you know what I mean? And then it became like a thing, but that was like a big problem. But if it was harmless, like the dad just was a Cowboys fan, you know, then (laughs) like, that's not something I need to, it doesn't need to impact our relationship at all. So yeah, I see, I think I say, no, you do not need to mention it. 
Agree. Yeah, that's a duh. That's a duh. But we do think, though, that we kind of talked about this in the beginning. Like, when all is said and done, like, a golden rule for healthy communication could be, and we don't mean to sound really, like, cliche by saying this, but we really feel like you just need to listen to what you feel inside. And you could call that your gut, your brain, your heart, the universe, whatever God, whatever you want to say. If you're feeling like a need to talk about something or communicate something to somebody, even if it's one of the things on the list that this said, like, don't do that. Like, if you really feel like you need to do that, do it. That's you. That is the golden rule for communication. Like, ask yourself if this is something that is like weighing on you, you're thinking about a lot, it's bothering you, and then try your best to express that feeling and maybe use some of the tips and tricks we just gave you above, right? Like you take some notes from those things. Mm-hmm. And, but for the most part, you really have to pay attention to if something's hitting you in a certain way, landing with you and living with you and ruminating with you, then you need to talk about it. That's and you know have some skills in delivering this thing potentially or maybe it's an easy thing to talk about or just don't say it at all or just don't say it at all like when when you fight and rule number five is maybe just zip it but also i think when it comes to what you should say if you if there's something that's important to you then you have to talk about it because why would you want to hide yourself and what you know matters to you it's going to come out at some point so you might as well address it before you get to the point of being married i mean i know people that are have been dating for 9 months 10 months over a year live together they're not engaged yet necessarily but barely know each other and i'm like what are you doing how have you not even had that conversation granted i've had more than my fair share in a very short amount of time, but like no tough conversations are being had. And it, if you have them now, then you save a lot of time, but also you prevent resentment and lying or hiding things, disappointment and all the things. So talk about what matters. Don't talk about what doesn't or might hurt. Just just have discretion when you're thinking about it in your head saying, is this going to, is this going to help my situation or is it going to is not do anything? positive for the situation, right? Just have discretion. Think about it. Yeah. Think about it. And while you're thinking about it, keep tuning in to It's Complicated, where we talk more dating and relationshipy stuff. And while you're there, hello, subscribe, rate, comment, share it with a friend, and maybe also buy some merch. We've got the sweatshirts. We've got the t-shirts. And if you want to join the class of master daters and show off your master dater sweatshirts and t-shirts, don't forget to follow us on social media and tag us at Complicated Show so we can see what you got. Where can everyone find you guys? You can find me at Forever Zevers, F-O-R-E-V-E-R-S, E-V-O-R-S at Instagram. And you can find me at Lauren Leonelli on all the social meets. And you can find me at Jennifer Golden on all the social meets. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to It's Complicated. And now that we're going steady, come back next week for another date with Jennifer Golden, Lauren Leonelli, and Rob Evers.